another episode of Bullheaded. This is episode 32, and I am here with P. Bush and Zoo. What's up, fellas? What's up, Sean? How you doing, man? It's been a beautiful week for the Chicago Bulls, baby. Hey, they've been two playing big well. W's, man. I got a shout out to future All Star Zach Levine. I'm just saying it right now. He's gonna be an All Star this year. He better be an All Star. He better be an All Star. The guy drops thirty easy, man. Easy all the time, man. Any, Dude, any, that, any that night. Back, that step back. Have mercy, man. Have I, mercy, man. I gotta say, Zoo, that that. Performance against the Pistons, though, was a, was a little nerve wracking. I, I got. Oh say yeah! That. After the first yeah, half, I was like, for a while. Jer- Jeremy Grant looking like a Hall of Famer out there. Yeah, that's that Bulls defense <laughs> for you, man. That's that Bulls defense, man. But I'm good with the offense. Man. I'm good with Zach Levine yeah. taking over. Oh man, learn it's to, beautiful to watch. They got to learn to play the beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. Yeah, the Bulls—they have a lot of young talent. Shout out to Patrick Williams. He made a big shot the other night Ooh. in the corner. <laughs> Just growing up. He's growing up, man. It's see a that, good piece. It's a good piece. You see, you see that throwdown in the lane? Too? Oh, yeah. man. Stacey King like called him not the claw. The paw. The paw, <laughs> baby. Patrick Williams. Patrick man. Williams. He dubs the paw. Such a yeah. beautiful nickname, That's a man. great nickname. I'm yeah, oh, man. I love it, it man. Oh, that's such a good name, man. Yeah. But uh, speaking of Patrick Williams, he was a star last year for Florida State. And, you know, Florida State has always had – uh, as like of recent, they've had really good teams, but we're going to start this show off with the college basketball aspect. And, you know, it's been a weird season, to say the least. Uh, you know, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, they all have been struggling. Kentucky probably being the most surprising with their, I guess, I think they're like 5 and 12, 5 and 13. It's just a weird record. Um, I'm going to ask the guys who they think is some sleepers, who they think is a contender. For March Madness, because it's right around the t- uh, corner. So I'm gonna start off with Juzu. I think you only got one team in mind, and I wanna I wanna hear who that is. Who you got? Man, 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 Pat, you know my track record. I'm picking champions. I am. Yeah. I'm, uh, I would say probably 40 percent skill, 60 percent luck, but it's yeah. pretty pretty good, man. I think, man, I, think a- been, I think you've been three out of five in the past five years. Yeah, man. Not gonna lie. Yeah, seriously, picking the champion, man. But these are the criteria, man. I'm unleashing the zoo criteria, man. This is oh. the secret, man. This is the secret I've been doing the winning fantasy bracket tournaments, man. So take some notes, man. I'm listening. Three key factors. Number one, you need an NBA point guard. If you do not have an NBA point guard, I'm not even going to look at the team because you need a guy to stabilize the offense, especially in the tournament bases. You need a guy that be able to have leadership abilities with galvanizing the troops, leading the troops, and be able to handle pressure. So I'm looking at NBA point guard. So that knocks out probably 50%, over probably 80% of the teams right there because not every guy has NBA point guards. Number two, this is a really obvious one. These college basketball championship teams are super talented. They always have multiple NBA players, right? Multiple NBA players. So I'm looking at the draft, mock drafts right now. And there's only a couple teams with multiple NBA players in the lottery, right? So I'm looking at in the lottery, top 30 first-round picks. Multiple first-round picks right there, man. And this is a a little secret Mm -hmm. right here, man. This is another one. The AP College Basketball Rankings, man. I'm telling you the secret. Week four, there's something special about week four. If you look at the history of college basketball since 2003, 2003, the champion has always been top 12 in the AP poll. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So since 2003 till now, 
Every champion, if you look at even that Butler team, that UConn team, they were top 12 in week four. Something special about the schedule starting out with all the difficult opponents, because even in the beginning, man, they're pretty accurate at ranking teams based on talent and based yeah. on four weeks of performance. They could accurately see which are the top teams. So based on these criteria, there's only one team for me. It is Gonzaga. I knew it. I it is Gonzaga. I no doubt about it. So obvious, man. So obvious. So obvious it hits the criteria with Jalen Song, yep. who's compared to Jason Kidd. Oh, man. I, I get the Bulls can use a the Bulls can use a true point guard. So Jalen Suggs right now as the lead point, man. And based on some mock drafts, man, they got multiple NBA players, right? Multiple NBA players. Corey Kispert is a wing, a nice little wing player senior yeah. out of Gonzaga right now as a complimentary player, man. They even got Drew Timmy, man, the big the big center, man. So they got multiple NBA prospects, right? And obviously they were number one in the AP pools in week four. So based on this criteria, man, I'm just like, man, it's so obvious. It's it so obvious. I'm going with Gonzaga, the best team. I haven't been this confident about a college basketball team since that Villanova team that was wiping the floor with uh, Jalen Brunson. Hey. That, that team was, was historically team. great. No, that team, I showed them that team never lost when they were healthy. That, never lost. They never lost. Never hey, lost that, when they were healthy. And that's a damn good coach right there. Jay Wright knows Jay Wright. how to bring those. He knows how to bring guys who aren't one-and-done talents, but they're like, you know, three years, four years, make the NBA. He brings them all together. We got Ryan Archidiacono on that team playing with Ryan, with uh, Jalen Brunson. Archidiacono, Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson. You yep. see what the common things are? NBA players and NBA point guards. NBA point guards mm -hmm. and guys and and guys who aren't just you're taking a chance on them. You know that they will at least provide some value. Yeah, they could be a solid team. backup. Solid could backup. Be a solid backup, backup, solid six man, great backup point guard. That's what you want. You want that guard wing play zoo. It, you're you're picking an undefeated team. I can't say it's that. You know, it's like you mm -hmm. picking the Chiefs, man. It's really not that far out there. Hopefully, so won't really, end as bad as the Chiefs, because uh, that was a natural disaster. Uh, hey, touche, touche. But look, they're they're a damn good team, man. They've only they, they rarely lose or they rarely win, I should say, by less than ten. I think it's only happened against West Virginia this year, and they pulled off a five point victory. They've held number one. From the preseason onwards, that is hard Long to live up to those expectations, man. That is hard to do, no matter how good you are, to maintain that spot, especially when there's another undefeated team in Baylor who is holding the number two spot for the same amount of time, man. <laughs> this team, they got balanced scoring. They got Jared Butler shooting 45% from three as a guard, wingman. Not too bad. They've put it, they've owned the Big 12 all year. They got Texas Tech, Kansas, Texas, West Virginia, all in their back pocket, man. They have all those wins in their back. Who's Gonzaga playing on a night to night basis? St. Mary's and Kansas. And they beat Kansas. Oh, come on. They, they have two games left, man. They, have two they beat Iowa left. when they were ranked, man. They did beat Iowa, and that's huge. That, that was a big mm -hmm. win. But look, the, the passing, the thing about Baylor, man, and granted, Gonzaga is a, a relatively good defensive team as well, but their point differential game by game for Baylor is 24 points. That's their average margin of victory is 24 points a game. This team plays the passing lanes. They rebound the hell out of the ball, and they get out and run. They're one of the highest scoring teams in the nation. Uh, they can get hot very quickly. They have a quick defensive strategy. 
And I think that, you know, Zoo assists is a big thing. Three-point percentage is a big thing. And rebounding, I think, are the three key metrics, along with everyone always says guard play. I think everybody already knows that guard play is a big thing in March Madness. But those other three aspects are where the difference comes out. And, you know, West Virginia in years past has had great rebounding teams, but they don't have that quick defensive ability. That's something that Baylor has. So they're going to be an interesting team to watch. But a couple other teams I got in there, a couple Big Ten teams, man. I don't think they're going to win it all. But if I'm looking at the final four, you know, the Big Ten is dominating college basketball right now. You got Wisconsin, you got Iowa, Illinois, Ohio State. Where the Michigan, hell is IU, oh, man? It's trash. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, Indiana, you know, hey, they may sneak in. They have some solid wins. They beat Iowa twice. That's pretty impressive. Not a lot of teams can say they did that. And they held Iowa to under 80 points. That's the only team in college basketball all this year to hold Iowa under 80 points twice in one year. But look, man, Iowa, I think – or sorry, not not Iowa. Illinois. I, I know this is our home state, man. We got a lot to say about this team. You want to talk about some guard play? And one of the hottest names in college basketball, man, his name is A.O. That is the best name in college basketball. He's averaging yeah. 21 and six a game, shooting okay. almost shooting over 40% from three-point land. We got any six five zoo. He is six five, averaging 21, 7, and 6 as a 6'5 point guard. You want to talk about a solid guard play? He could be a steal in the draft. Upcoming. Yeah, he's projected a first round pick. Projected first round pick. That could be a solid mid to late round pick, in my opinion. Yeah, let's hope the Bulls end up getting mid-round pick, making the playoffs this year. Could be a solid steal to uh, back up Kobe White for a year and maybe take over that job. But, man, this uh, this Illinois team is huge, and their last game of the season is playing against number four at the current moment, number four, Ohio State. That is a hell of a good game. That is number four versus number five going into March Madness. The Big Ten has a lot to shake up right now and a lot of damn good guard play i think they're going to be the most interesting conference to watch and the most interesting tournament in in conference areas you know because they go the conference tournament into the march madness tournament i think the big 10 tournament is going to be a hell of a fun time to watch hmm. so you're talking about baylor right yeah do they have the lead guard that yeah, jared butler he's think jared butler is the you think this guy could make an nba roster Jared I Butler. Think he's putting up 17 a game right now in a tougher conference than Gonzaga has. That's better yeah. than I mean Jalen Suggs is playing well, but what's the competition he's playing against night in and night out? Who are they playing tonight? They play in about an hour. It don't matter, man. Of course he's gonna make them look bad because this guy's a projected top five pick, baby. Top five pick as a true point guard. And he has a wingman dropping 19 a game, yeah. a white and sniper. White Come on, man! A white big man, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. Gonzaga in its finest. Dude, it is, man. I'm just saying this roster looks like the best roster in NCAA. It fits all three of my main criterias. So, if we got March Madness happening this year, Gonzaga, you already know who I'm picking to win the title, yeah. man. No question I, about it. No I think Baylor's going to be right there, man. I mean, <laughs> look at Jared. What do you think his PER is, Zoo? His P. What's a good PER in the NBA? Anthony Davis yeah. like leads the league, doesn't he? Yeah, At like 28. Probably 28 to 30. Yeah, so Jared Butler's PR is 28.4. Okay, okay, He's averaging okay. 17, 5, and 3 with 49% shooting and 45 from three-point land. That's pretty okay, that's pretty good, impressive. Man. That's pretty that's impressive. Pretty that's impressive. impressive. That's pretty impressive. But I don't know. There's also something about the historic program of a school, man. Yeah. Baylor, 
I don't know. It just doesn't do it. Ain't a blue blood, man. Ain't a blue. Yeah. Something about blue blood schools. It seems like every single year there's a blue blood school that gets it done, man. I don't and know why. Can, yeah. And you consider I, I that? Yes. They're they're in it every year, they're man. They're a new school. They're, they're always blood, been like yeah. a yeah. They're a new blood blue blood, but they've yeah. always been like a number one type seed. Like historically, yeah, since Adam Morris, I remember since we we're in high school, like Gonzaga is always the number one seed because the division is so bad. So historically, they've been a good basketball program, and I, I, I think that's really, really important. Especially, there's no team that's going to go from being a nice program to winning a championship. Like that just it doesn't happen. You usually build your program up to yep. a certain level, and then you win a title. So it's not really unexpected. Even like, even like schools like Villanova who didn't get it done. You saw them building a program. I think yep. Gonzaga has built a program, even though like Gonzaga is in the middle of nowhere, but they've built a basketball yeah. school. They've built yeah. a great school. And and like Villanova, for example, I mean, they had great teams back in the day. And then you just see like the transition of when they kind of ended their reign back in like the 80s, early 90s, and how long it took them to get back to the championship level type play. And it's not like they were bringing in five-star recruits every year. They were molding players and they had the right coach. It was just a perfect storm for them. So I agree with you, Zoo. There's teams that kind of come out of nowhere, but will they make it all the way? Probably not. It That's happens. my point. It's my it point. Happens. It's about picking a champion, baby. It's about yeah. picking a champion. It's it, all it, it really is. And, and it's funny because, like like Sean said, he introduced this. I mean, all the blue blood schools that we're used to seeing are not there. So you're looking at this top ten, and you're like, is Alabama real? Is Houston real? Is Virginia real? Virginia just Cute. lost by 20. Cute stories, man. Cute stories, man. And Villanova lost by 20 to St. John's a couple nights back. I mean, it's it, it's been rough going in this college basketball season. It's going to be a hell of a march, though. I think it's going to be an, a free-for-all. But right now, I think the two locks for number one seeds are Baylor and Gonzaga just being undefeated at the moment. And then you got kind of the Big Ten teams fighting for those last couple number one seeds. And a lot of them play each other in the last couple weeks. So it's going to be a hell of a last couple weeks of this college basketball season. I think this year is going to be a really like a – I don't want to say it's unconventional, but I think there could be a weird tournament because of, like I said, the Blue Bloods being down. Um, I don't really know who's – like I don't – because, you know, too, with all the games, some games being canceled, you know, some teams not really missing nothing but one or two games. I'm interested to see who they're going to actually put in the tournament. And, like, I feel like once I see who gets in the tournament and how it's seated, then I will be more comfortable. Like like I said, though, March Madness, like, Gonzaga, I guess, is considered a blue blood. Um, Villanova, to an extent, you know, because they have a lot of ties to the Big East. Um, I remember, what, uh, I think it was a documentary they had, uh, 30 for 30 or something like that, talking about their ties all the way back in, I guess, the 60s, 70s. So Villanova could kind of be considered a team that's basketball-wise that's a blue blood. But I don't know, like – I like Gonzaga and Baylor. Jalen Suggs is like my like number one guy because I just think he does everything well. But I could totally see a team like Ohio State, Illinois, like my sleeper, which is people will say Homer pick, but I like I like Florida State because they got an NBA guy and it fits Zoo's criteria in terms of a which I don't know if he's going to play this in the league, but Scotty Barnes, like for Florida State, he brings the ball up and he initiates offense. He's like a six, not he's like got the build of a power forward, but he initiates offense and he gets them in a lot of good sets. And they go 10 deep, which I like a lot. And they can shoot. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, the thing that you always have to go with March Madness is you got to have guard play. And the perfect example I bring up is UConn. I don't know if you guys remember 
Oh, I, I remember all back those got Kemba yeah. Walker, Shabazz Napier, yes. Ben They Gordon. all had guards. They all mm-hmm. have guards that could, like you say, get yep. you a bucket, and they get hot. Like Shabazz's year, I think, was the one year that was just like crazy. Like he was just making everything. Him and uh, him and Bolt, Lamb. Right. Bolt yeah, Bolt, yeah, right, right, Lamb. right. Yeah. yeah, I think Lamb was a year before with Kemba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's all about guard play. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with March Madness. Like I said, this year it might be unconventional. I don't think it's going to be a blue blood, blue blood that tears down the nets, but. We will see transitioning to the NBA all-star starters. It's kind of crazy how the timing went down. They came out right when we got on air. So, you know, the starters for the East were announced, starters for the West were announced. Um, I think they're probably going to do reserves next week. I think that's how it goes. But uh, yeah, want to hear the guys' thoughts on the starters. Uh, do they agree with them? Do they think the starters, some starters should have made it, whoever? Uh, P. Bush, I'm going to start with you, man. Are you cool with the starters from the East and the West? Uh, I'm going to start with the Western Conference because, you know, I, I I had to make my picks going into the podcast and, you know, they announced it right before. So we were talking about it, you know, pre-broadcast. But on the Western Conference, I was actually able to get four out of the five uh, uh, correct. I have Steph Curry. The man's been unconscious, man. He's just been carrying the Warriors all year. I think that's everyone knows it's a guarantee. Hell, even if the Warriors weren't playing relatively well, I'm sure Curry would have still been up there in the all-star voting. I did have Damian Lillard over Luka Doncic, man. I had Lillard over Doncic. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. And, and that was the only one that I was a little, like, iffy about. I know Doncic, you know, he's getting all that Europe support, man, when it comes to the voting. <laughs> voting, man, always voting. big. It kept, it kept Dirk Nowitzki in the All-Star game for years. Um, but, look, Lillard, he's been a – I shouldn't say one-man show because he's got a lot of help up there and a lot of great teammates. But the man's been unconscious. They're averaging right about the same, talking about him and Doncic. Um, I, I think they're relatively interchangeable, but wh- whichever one wasn't going to be an all, uh, a starter is still going to be an all-star, so I, I can't be mad at that. And then I got Kawhi and uh, LeBron. I think they're both kind of staples at this point. You know, Kawhi's bounced around the different conferences, being in both the East and West. But you got to get them in there as long as the Clippers are playing well. And my favorite all-star starter pick of the year, Nikola Jokic. Joker. I'm very happy that Joker. he got the nod. I think this man's putting up MVP-type numbers. The team is just not putting MVP-type record up on the board. The man's averaging 27, 11, and 9 on almost a 50-40-90 season as a 7-footer. It's absolutely ridiculous. He needs to up his free throw percentage about 2.5%, and he's at that 50-40-90, something that we attribute to uh, – Steve Nash, not in Nikola Jokic. It's ridiculous, man. So I'm happy with the West. Um, I do think, you know, Lillard and Doncic interchangeable, but can't complain, man. What do you think about the West, Sue? Yeah, pretty much. I actually have the same pick as you, man. I have Doncic on the bench. Because of the Dallas Mavericks record as a roster, man. It is embarrassing. The Chicago Bulls got a better record. Chicago yeah. and we had Lori Markin and out, Wendell Carter out. We've had so many injuries, and we have a better record. The team with Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. Come on now, come on, just come on now. Porzingis so, is like, overrated, man. Okay, stop that. Stop the disrespect of the uniform, man. Just stop with the disrespect. The dude was 20, 20 and ten in the bubble, man, against the Clippers, man. Dude was right. unstoppable in the playoffs. But Kristaps Porzingis, the only thing bad about him is that he's just so freaking tall. That it's so likely that he gets injured because human beings are not meant to be seven three. Like nope. we're not meant to be that tall. We're too we're too close to the sky, man. Like gravity <laughs> don't like that. Gravity don't like that. So like, I agree with you. Like Damian Lillard season, man. Like the Portland Trailblazers are fourth in the West, man. They're a top yeah. force with CJ McCollum like out. 
because of injuries, yeah. man. So this in and Nurkic, that dude's always injured, man. I'm sorry, man. Nurkic is always injured too. So Dame Dollar carrying with Gary Trent is like his second best player right now. <laughs> Gary Trent Jr., man, is his is the second guy they trust right now. And I'm sorry, man. I gotta bring up this, man. Even as a Bulls fan, it hurts, man. That performance where he hit back-to-back threes with less than 10 seconds left, which killed all Bulls fans globally, man. Did the Watch little dance celebration, man. I watched that baby live. I was so in shock that it happened. Like when he hit the initial three, I'm like, I can get the ball inbounds. We getting some free throws. Drive home safely. Beep beep. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Oh, Not on his oh, side. Zach Levine gets trapped. They get the jump ball, and of course they give it to Dame Dominic. Laurie marketing with some terrific defense. He shoots it over a seven footer. Splash, man. What are you gonna do, man? I look. Can't do nothing. Can't do nothing. This dude, man, anyway. dude, he's putting up MVP numbers, man. He is legitimately put, but it, he, I would say he's a top five candidate, candidate right now. Averaging 30 yeah. and 8. 30 <laughs> points, 8 man. assists, man. Like, like come crazy. on. 30 and 8, man, without his backcourt mate just carrying With the top the team. four West record. Yeah, top four West record. Obviously, the tougher conference, man, relative to the East. So, man, it, it is mad impressive what they're doing, man. So, I got to yeah. give Dame Dalla into – into the starting lineup, and obviously LeBron, Kawhi, Steph Curry, Joker. I think those are just just locks, man. Locks, you can't yeah. you can't even debate the other spots. You can't debate the other no, spots. You can't, man. Now, <laughs> now the Eastern Conference is a little more interesting because I've got so so in this one I actually also had four out of five. Um, I thought that you know two of these guys could be interchangeable once again uh, on the same team. Actually, <laughs> Brooklyn Nets, uh, man. So, yeah. Brooklyn Nets, everybody knows, you know, is going to end up coming down, probably going to get two out of the three, and that's kind of what it turned out to be. I had Bradley Beal. The man's absolutely unconscious. I mean, they have top – or bot, I should say top – bottom three worst records in the NBA. What a But he's putting up that much of a performance and, and you know, that meaningful of a performance that he is willing – or he is worthy of being an all-star starter and i i couldn't agree more it's been a long time coming the man's putting up about 35 a game so ab- you, we haven't seen that type of scoring since the early 2000s with the team T-Mac, T-Mac, man 32 so, a game man yeah yeah it's ridiculous now this one i did have james harden uh i i thought that you know his 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 ability to step back from the offensive game and say you know all right i'll take a couple less points per game averaging you know, a measly 24 a game, which is still damn good in the NBA, but putting up 11 assists, man. Like, yeah. this guy is a it's true ridiculous. point guard for them now. He's playing point now. Kyrie said yeah. he's playing the two. Yeah. And, and and the fact that they're on the same page about it is a very positive sign for their team. I did have Harden in over Kyrie, but I can't blame them for putting Kyrie in. He's putting up about 28, 29 a game, too. Playing well, staying healthy as a team. It's pretty damn good. Got Durant in there, Giannis as well, both, in my opinion, locks for any All-Star game, whichever conference they're in. They both happen to be in the East now, so they're both in there. And once again, the same position that I am happy he got the nod, Joel Embiid, the starting center, man. We actually have two legitimate centers in the It's crazy. We debated about these two big boys, man. And now they're the best centers in each conference. And And it makes sense. It makes absolute sense. Um, these two guys are going to have a fun battle, obviously, you know, just going for and having fun during that all-star weekend that Adam Silver was, thank God, able to pull off. Uh, I know with a lot of scrutiny there, 
I hope that it's going to be a great game, man. Um, this Eastern Conference team, it looks pretty damn good. A lot better than other Eastern Conference teams, mainly because they recruited Haiti. talent from the West. Haiti and, and Harden, man. Exactly. They all went to one team, and it just happened to be in the Eastern Conference. But, Zoo, what were your thoughts on the Eastern Conference? I know your boy didn't make it. <laughs> oh, man, man, man. Yeah, but, yeah, just going for the obvious pick, man. Joel Embiid, best center, best center in basketball. Yeah. Best center in basketball. Yeah, I said it. I said it. this guy's healthy. When this guy Ooh, is healthy, we may have when to this guy is healthy, yeah, that is true, man. But when he's healthy, he's he's like Shaq, man. He's like Shaq down low, man. Oh, when he, dude, have you seen his numbers? Have you seen his numbers? Joel Embiid this year is putting up his best statistical season in his career, man. Thirty and eleven. That's he's putting up thirty points as a center. Yeah, but he didn't play with Kobe Bryant hogging the ball all the time. <laughs> Shaq's numbers could have been way better if he never played with Kobe. Oh, what's stopping, man? Simmons, what, man. Was his, what was his numbers with Penny? <laughs> yeah, Shaq. With Penny? I don't know what it is. Shaq, yeah, like Shaq was like 28 and 10. 28 and 10. Was like 24 and 10, I think, is his career. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but... everybody knows the end of his career was atrocious. But yeah, he um, just. Yeah, he was yeah. averaging like twenty, yeah, twenty nine and thirteen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying he's putting up Shaq numbers, man, yeah. and he's leading the Sixers to W's right now, man. On top yeah. of the East right now, that's impressive. Especially Ben Simmons still doesn't got a jump shot, man. Don't, don't have a jump <laughs> shot, man. Like, I'm sorry, man. That dude needs to learn how to shoot. They're never going to win a championship if he doesn't learn how to nope. shoot. So, yeah. but Joel Embiid, obvious as the center position. Katie and Giannis, just just no brainers, man. You don't got to think about that. But then the guard position, man. This is where it gets interesting because you got the obvious. You got James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, and Zach Levine. Those are the options, man. We got to stop leaving this brother out, man. Zach Levine is better than Bradley Beal. I stop. Said, stop. Yep, it. I said it. Stop. I said it. he's, be he's no, better than Bradley it. Beal, man. No. He's better. The dude is averaging yeah, 29, 5, and 5. On 50% shooting, 40% from three, and 85 from the line. He's 5% from the free throw line for 50, 40, 90. He's on the high volume shooting, man. The dude's averaging 29, 5, and 5, man, on 50% shooting. I said that. And look at, okay, I'm going to bring up the record, man. Zach Levine on a pretty young Chicago Bulls roster, man. 12 and 15, 44% of their wins, man. Look at the Washington Wizards, man. The team I put as an eighth seed, 34%. There's a 10% difference. Is, a, is there a 10% difference in talent? I do not think so. Marketing has <laughs> been injured. Wendell's been injured. I, I, you know, my thoughts about Westbrook being sucky, but he's more talented than a lot of players on the Chicago Bulls, man. I take so Levine should, over Russ one-on-one. Oh, Absolutely. No, not even a question. Are you kidding me? Zach Levine, Zach Levine is an elite shooter, an elite athlete, dominant ball handler, getting oh, no. better. Yeah, getting better, yeah getting better as a passer. Five assists, okay, more playmaking, passing out of double teams. He's been a lot better this year. So 29, 5 and 5. Overall, I think his numbers are overall better than Bradley Beals, and his team has a better record. Zach Levine is my starter for the Eastern Conference, man, based on all this evidence, man. And, and stop it. Zach Levine is better than Kyrie Irving. He is better than Kyrie Irving. The only reason Kyrie He's Irving is relevant, 
Wait for it. It's because he played with LeBron James. Was Kyrie a loser on the Cleveland Cavaliers, man? He was. He was. He got got blessed with LeBron, and he uh, he got the opportunity. He got him to win a championship. If Zach Levine right now played with LeBron, they could get a championship. I said it. It takes a special with- number two option. It takes a special number, a partner in crime to go to battle with. And Zach Levine as a primary option, number two option, as a scorer in the clutch. I watch every minute of this man play this year, and he has been unbelievable, man. <laughs> unbelievable. He is starting on my Eastern Conference All-Star team, man. Oh, I'm not saying anything. Listen, he's, be, he's better than Kyrie Irving. He's better than Bradley uh, Beal. Kyrie Irving's always I been. I stopped listening at Bradley Beal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, said, I said it, man. Right. Then for right. guard position, I'm putting James Harden. I do. Putting in James. Harden. Zoo. Okay. Oh, you're putting Harden in with Levine. Yes. James Harden is better. Yeah, James Harden is better than Kyrie Irving and Bradley Beal. Wait, well, I can listen to that argument. That, I can yeah. listen to that. Yeah. Oh I yeah, I, I'm glad. I'm glad you at least put Harden in there because I agree with you in that, dude. I, I wanted to put Levine in there purely heart over mind right there. But, dude, uh, and, Zoo, I will give you credit that Levine has been way more efficient of a score than 50%. I 50%. And he 50%. takes setback threes, bro. It's not like layups and dunks all day. He takes hard shots. Hard he's, shots. He's shooting 50, 52% from the field and 43.7 <laughs> from three. That's pretty damn impressive. Especially, especially when he's when he's shooting like uh, how many how many threes a game is he shooting? He's shooting eight threes a game, and he's making high volume, baby. High, high volume. volume. I would say he's a more efficient scorer than Bradley Beal, and I'll give you I'll give you you know I'll give you props on that one. But mm-hmm. Bradley Beal is a better defender than Zach Levine. Way better. Be. Way better. Way better. Like you Zach only look at Levine got better this year, man. Zach Levine's He's gotten better this year, man. Zach Levine is the bigger athlete. Six foot five, six foot six, exactly. longer wingspan. Like that's why he should be. That's why he should be the better defender. He should be the better a bigger de- guy. defender. He's a bigger guy. I agree. He with should Sean. be locking guys up. Yeah, listen, but he does. I, I think. I think Zach Levine has shown he is a legitimate scorer. He's a legitimate shooter. We we get it. Like I understand. I think all-star. I think I think where Zoo may have a headache is don't be surprised if he doesn't get in over Randall because Randall's been killing and oh, he's got a better record. And he's got a better record. It. He's got a better record. Oh, Julius Randle. Don't, don't look at Julius Randall. Go look at his stats. He's been balling. And in, and New York is in the playoffs. So are the Bulls. Like top eight, I think though. They're not. Uh, what, are, what, are, what are the Bulls? Yeah, the Knicks Bulls? are actually. Not, dude, it's half a game, man. Half a game. That's what happens when it's that tight. But, but Sean, you're, the, the, the issue that may come up, though, is he's front court, and that's going to be KD and Giannis all day. With, I'm uh, talking about MB. his reserve. I'm not talking about starting. I'm talking about like, getting in. Fair. That's what I'm talking but, about. But still, like they both dude, could get in. They'll both, both get in. They'll both get in, if anything. Because Julius has got 23, 10, and 5. Dude, Levine is like Levine's like the second Tw- most Levine's voted for. Levine's twenty nine, five and five. Hey, those are ridiculous numbers, man. I don't, I'm not saying Levine. I'm not saying, team, man. I'm not saying Levine ain't good, bro. But I don't know. Look right now, Levine having a Kyrie Irving. Who's having yeah. a better season, Kyrie or Levine? Levine. Yeah, Levine's, Levine's had a better season than Kyrie Irving. 
Well, Kyrie, Kyrie was gone for two weeks. Yeah, right? that's my boy. So he he ain't a conversation. Man. And I don't and I don't and I don't like and I know we're going over time, but I don't like your point saying that he's. I would take Dame and Kyrie before I would take Levine taking the last shot or being clutch. And no, that's not even close. No, I'm not. I'm saying that he could be the guy to close games. No, man. he's saying like he could be an okay. option to be. The he guy, is one of those than... elite options, man. Create his own. No, shot he's been killing. Goes. He's been killing. Yeah. He he definitely. I will say in terms of his arc, like his arc in terms of a player, because he went from like the dunk guy, and then like even in Minnesota, he had some games where he had like you know, I was like, oh, he, can, he can play a little bit. But now when he's gotten to Chicago, he's like. He's turned it up. So I will you say, like, Levine, you know I don't think he's a starter. Zoo? You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me what? of Michael Jordan having Doug Collins as a coach, man. Billy Donovan's just letting Levine get the green light whenever yeah. he wants, man. He's just letting I him love play. Billy. And they're not going to make it far, but they're just going to be entertaining as a team. They're going to be relatively fun to watch night in and night out. Hell, man, I've had a lot of excitement watching Bulls games this year. I can't, oh, man, I can't. it's been a great He's season. A, a lot of lows, but a lot of highs. Man. A lot of highs, and, and that's better than I can say for the past two to three years uh, when it comes to the Chicago Bulls. I I, I think he's going to get – he obviously did not get the starter or not. I'm sorry to break it yeah. to you, Zoo, if you didn't read the article <laughs> yourself. Yeah. But I think he will be a reserve yeah, if he isn't. That will be better than Bradley Beal, man. My God, he's better. He's having a better season than Bradley. You were Beal. the one that wanted Bradley Beal on the Bulls. Yes, with Levine, man. So then we got two stars, man. Two yeah. stars. I'd say they're pretty interchange. In my, if you're really gonna break it down, I'd say like they're yeah. they balance out relatively well. Um, I'd say Levine's a more efficient scorer because he can get to the rim. Way more can. efficient. But, Dude, Bradley Beal's but, a thirty-three percent shooter from downtown. But he's putting up more points per game. They're averaging about the same assists and rebounds. Because he's chucking Levine's up more shots. A, That's Levine's the only difference. A, Levine's got efficiency, exactly, which is why he's more efficient. He shoots he also four more shots, man. If Levine shot four more times, he would Levine also doesn't have to share the ball with Russell Westbrook. Hey, I, somebody had to say it. Okay, that's true. That's true. That's a but big Levine wouldn't thing, be man. doing that if he had a Russell, because Russell would be bringing the ball. Yeah, but but you got, I got to bring this up. Russell's been injured all year, man. In COVID protocols, he's been out like half the game so far. So you can't even say that as a reason. Is holding true. Bradley Beal back because the dude's been out. As we've said, Zoo, who's their third option? Nobody. Yeah, it's Davis Bertans. It's absolutely atrocious. Sean's a big Bertans lover, man. He loves Davis Bertans, man. Thinks he's best contract in the NBA. He's a poor man's KP. <laughs> oh! All right, next time. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. I just did that to see what Zoo's reaction was. Just got to rile him up. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to see what his reaction would be. But he's not a poor man's KP. But speaking of red hot teams, uh, which is not the Washington Wizards, but the Utah Jazz, uh, I don't even know how many. I think they won like 19, 20 in a row, something like that. They've been on the tear. Uh, I think personally is because of Bogdanovich coming. I think it is his name, uh, Bogdanovich the four. Mm-hmm. Not sure. Um, he came back and I feel like he's balanced out the roster. Um, they just have everything. They have guys that can get to the bucket. They have whether it's Mitchell. They have guys you know like Gobert who can defend the paint. Conley run the offense. They're a complete team. I want to ask the guys: Do they believe the Utah Jazz is a legitimate threat to? I guess makes I won't say go to the finals, but make some noise in the playoffs. Or do you guys just think this is regular season or just turn it up? Zoo, I'm interested to hear your answer on this. <laughs> do you know what they are? 
They're the Atlanta Hawks that no, won 60 games. I knew you were going to say it. Oh, man. I I, it. This is fool's gold. This I knew is it. the power of teamwork in the regular <laughs> season, man. Everybody getting touches. Everybody shooting threes. No pressure. Oh, man. Playing team basketball with team defense, man. This is fool's gold, man. Because you know my philosophy of these types of offensive man. The only team that was able to get it done was that one San Antonio Spurs team. That oh. one Iron team, man. Mavericks. Ah, stop it. That was dirty. The Pistons did it too. Oh, the, what? Uh, Pistons, Pistons. Oh, no, that oh, was the four. greatest. No, that 04 Pistons team was the greatest defense in NBA modern history. That's why they I won agree. a champion. They, they held teams to 80 points a game. Hey, they had like so three, eight, they had three scores at about 18 a game. Yeah, they had some three like borderline, like barely all-star caliber players. Yeah. If you look at this roster, like Donovan Mitchell, I love Donovan Mitchell. This dude's of course. this guy's a superstar man. All-star pre- pre- yeah, perennial all-star. This guy's a perennial all-star. I look at the rest of the roster, man. Bunch of nice, cute players, man. Like Gobert, okay, you got your rim protector. Clarkson, you got your sixth man. Conley, you get your floor general. Bogey, you get your nice. Three and D type oh, guy. Joe Ingles yeah. is a nice, nice little wing guy, a little passer, crafty little three point shooter. It's a cute team, man. Like I don't see any superstars outside of Donovan Mitchell, man. So who is Donovan's sidekick when in the playoffs he gets double teamed? Mike Conley? You trust Mike Conley to be the Mike Conley of Memphis Grizzlies who is getting buckets? I don't think so, man. I think he's slightly out of his prime. Jordan Clarkson. You think Jordan Clarkson is going to maintain this scoring average of 18 points a game in the playoffs? I don't think so. You think he can put up 18 points a game because they'll need him. They'll need every 18 points because they need a guy to create his own shot. I'm just saying. What do you have to say otherwise? Just the fact that it could happen or the fact that he's just happened to be averaging 18 a game in 26 minutes a game over the past 30 games. Yeah, it's impressive, man. It's a cute story, man. Six man a year. Yeah, it happens every year, man. These teams that come out of nowhere, they may maybe they may if they get the number if they number if they get the number 1 seed, they can make it to the conference finals. I give you yeah. that cuz they don't have to play the Lakers or Clippers. I agree. If, if you avoid the Lakers or Clippers, you might get a second round match against like maybe the Blazers, the Suns, okay, and then you go you could win a seven game yep. series. But if they play the Lakers or Clippers, I think the Lakers or Clippers are going to take care of business. So they can't make the conference finals if they void them. But you know what LeBron going to do, man? LeBron and AD, Lakers in five. That's what's going to happen, man. Lakers in five will be a cute story. If they're healthy. To the finals. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. AD, that, that kill yeah, better watch out. Yeah, that that's is true. I give you that. That's, if, the, no, second if, one. If AD, that's the second one. Since mm-hmm. the bubble, that's the second time he's hurt his Achilles. Yeah, I'd give you that. Like, if 80's out, then the Lakers, I don't think, yeah. have a shot LeBron can't at carry. all. No, no. Yeah, the carry. roster is like, it's two, they're all role players. They're all role players, man. So, <laughs> no, LeBron just can't carry. That's just, that's ah, just stop. Guy, stop, man. This dude carried the state of the city of Cleveland, man. And got hey, them that a was title. And then he carried the city LA, got them a superstar with clutch sports, and then they won a title. Clutch, baby. All about I don't know if he carried AD. AD did a bit of carrying in that well, series. Well, I'm just we saying. Don't have to revisit that. Oh, he hit that game AD winner AD that could have made that series friend. real interesting. Got AD over here. So That's I'm just true. saying LeBron made hey, some, made some he's maneuvers. He's Tom Brady. He's the Tom yeah. Brady of the NBA, man. That's really all he is. But look, so. And the way I approached this question with the Jazz was, 
could I see them making the conference finals? Not winning the championship, but could I see them making noise, pulling what the Nuggets did last year? I could see them doing it, man. I really could. I think that, like you said, I think getting the one seed would be probably the most it. crucial part it. of their season. Yeah. They need it. And, and, and they really need to hope that the Clippers don't, you know, fall off a little bit, you know, allow another team to sneak past them because the Clippers can be deadly. Who knows if we're going to get playoff P again? You know, 2.0, not sure. It could happen. <laughs> Who knows? <clears throat> but look, man, the biggest thing, that the difference between this team and they attempt the least amount of two-pointers a game in the league and the most three-pointers in the league. And they're number four in points per game. Think about that. They shoot the least amount of like layups, floaters, blah, blah, but they jack the most. And they're not even, they're middle of the pack in three point percentage. They're not even like that high, but they shoot so many that they're just putting up 115 a game, which by the way, 115 a game being fourth in the NBA is ridiculous. That blows mm-hmm. my mind that there's three teams that average more than 115 points per game. It's absolutely ridiculous. But look, I think it comes down to their defense. And I think it comes down to their efficiency, man. They're a very efficient team. They have balanced scoring. And like you said, dude, like you're like, oh, who do they go to when they have Donovan Mitchell? Well, pick your poison. They have about four or five options. Anybody? Well, I'm talking on. about guys you can take over in the playoffs. Not yeah, have a regular you know, season game, man. So you think you trust Jordan Clarkson, man? In the clutch? You trust I, Mike Allen? In the Bobby? clutch, I don't give a damn who's, who's being double teamed. That is ball is going to Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. If you're that good, you get yourself open. Yeah. So I trust Donovan Mitchell to take the last shot because it's going to him. It's not going to go to Rudy Gobert or Mike Conley. It's going to Donovan Mitchell. But do you trust the guys to give you a good enough of a performance? Well, when you have like six or seven guys that average double digits, yeah, I, I, I kind of trust the same decision that I made with the Miami Heat last year, man, who are on a surge right now, pushing back into the playoffs. You better watch out. Ah, stop it on the surge, man. They have a worse record than the Chicago Bulls, man. They, they are no bottom surge. three team. They were a bottom three team. That's, that's very embarrassing, man. Dude, it dude, is very dude, embarrassing. Dude, they're not even winning 40% you know of their games yet, man. What? You know what else is embarrassing? When the Jazz lost 3-1 deficit, man, to the Clippers, I think it lit a fire in them. You mean the Nuggets, right? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yes, the Nuggets on the Jazz. The Nuggets come back 3-1 on the Jazz. Uh-huh, I think it yeah, lit a fire a under the Jazz. I think they have something to prove, man. Um, I don't think be, they man. will. I don't think they will win the finals. Hell, I don't even. I, I would give them a thirty percent chance of making the finals. Um, I, but I, I honestly, I, I think that they can make a run just because if they can one hold home court advantage, that's huge. Not not having to face L.A. You know, double time, whichever one. Because um, I do think they would lose either series. I really do. But I think they could beat any other team in the West in in a seven game series. I really think they can. Yeah, I give you that. Like, if you look at the rest of the West, man, like Portland, Phoenix, San Antonio, Golden State, Denver, man, they're all in similar tiers. Maybe Denver's slightly. Don't forget Memphis. Uh, Oh, stop it. Oh, stop. (laughs) Man, Memphis makes the playoffs, man. Holy crap, man. That team is bad. I'm sorry. Over New Orleans. Yeah, like, yeah, dude. (laughs) New Orleans, man, 12 12 and 16, man, pretty embarrassing. Yeah, pretty embarrassing. It's a really talented team, man. Yeah, Zion's been an absolute animal, man. Animal. You see him 60% shooting, man? 60% yeah, shooting. It's, it's really turning into wins, though. Okay. The, it's because him and, him and Ingram, one of them, and it's going to be Ingram, they got to get out of there. They just don't fit. 
And, no, and I think the fit with Steven Adams is a little Memphis. weird, man. Oh, stop. He's got to go to Memphis, man. <laughs> he goes to Memphis, man. Dude, I think it's the fit with Steven Adams, man. Steven Adams can't shoot. Zion needs shooters around him. Here's a trade that might happen. Lori marketing for Alonzo Ball. I yeah. would not. I wouldn't trade. do it. I wouldn't do it. Cause I don't know why the Bulls would do that. Yeah, I don't why know the, the hell would, do would you do that? I, I, I'm just saying it's been discussed around in, in the I'd do Laurie for Brandon Ingram. Oh, absolutely. And I'm hanging up the phone. I would do that in a heartbeat. I'm hanging up the phone and I'm cutting like, the cord. Like draft, no, draft picks included. But like, if I'm talking no. like the two main players in the package, I would do that. Give me Laurie and Patrick Williams, and, I'll, and we can have a discussion. Ooh, I would. And that. I want to pick. I, I, I can't wanna do pick. it. And I when the Paul becomes the, the new Kawhi, then I'm hanging up. I'm hanging I, up. He's untradeable right now. Too much young talent, man. Too much young talent. Youngest player in the league, baby. Yeah. Crazy. That would be a that would that would be the first conversation I would have. I think a team in the in the West. Like besides Utah, because they've been winning. I think the Suns have a really good chance playoff time, just because I feel like Book, if he gets in the playoffs, I know he's not going to be scared. So that's a guy that can take a shot. Chris Paul, we know what he does in the playoffs as long as he's healthy. And I feel like they got a lot of like I don't know guys that we don't really know about, but like I think it's like Bridges, and then they got Cam Johnson. They got a lot of good, decent shooters. They got the big guy with eight. Like yeah, they got a formula where I could see if they get in a series. I just I know even though I haven't seen book do it before i know if he gets there he's going to be able to do it so you, you know, got two bona fide guys that can like get buckets and get in the right sets i think you know you know what tough. you know what the final part of that formula is sean <laughs> kendall jenner being up in the box man as long as he's at the games booker's gonna pop off every night man it's i do not matters. he's right, stealing listen. he's stealing he's stealing games and girls from ben simmons man that's that's devin booker's <laughs> lifestyle that threw his face, man. No, that is crazy because she was wearing Ben stuff courtside. And yep. then next thing you know, you're with, like, I mean, it's not a foe because they don't. Man, Kendall Jenner, yeah. man. She has a thing for light-skinned basketball players, man. Yeah, <laughs> Only light-skinned. Like, he, he, she yeah. had Devin Booker. Let's go. Devin Booker. You got Ben Simmons. You got Blake Griffin. You got Blake Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> That is a weird stat you just thought. You can you can you can tell she's got a type. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That's dude, that's a freaking all star team right there, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I kind of forgot Better about be the Clarkson. Coach. Totally forgot about Clarkson. I don't know if that was before. I don't know that putting up eighteen a game right now. <laughs> he got his confidence up. You got to be a certain level of caliber player to date Kendall Jenner. <laughs> Well, what when was that when Clarkson was with the uh, Lakers? Cavs, Lakers. I guess. Lakers? Lakers. Okay, well, Lakers. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah not the yeah. Cavs. She wasn't going yeah, to yeah. Cleveland. That's supposed to be honest. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Clarkson's weird too because he's doing all this in Utah, but I, I call it the LeBron effect. Like when I saw him in that finals game, I guess he was, it was awful. Like game one, he was awful. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. So nope. it's like I, I and the same thing with George Hill wasn't ready. Oh. I just feel like that, yeah. I don't know. I feel <laughs> like guys like LeBron free throw, man. Yeah, George Hill played on the Spurs, man. Yeah. He, he got traded games. for Kawhi. That was crazy. But um, yeah. I'll tell you this, man. I think it's going to be real interesting with the playoffs East and West because this might be the first year, at least in terms of me watching, one through eight, any outcome won't surprise me outside of like a 1-8 getting beat. 
Like, there's a lot of deep teams. Like, in the East, there's, yeah. like, three or four that could legit win. In the West, especially with the Utah Jazz, there's – now you could say three to maybe four teams that can win. So, it's going to make for an interesting playoffs. As long as everybody's healthy and stuff, I think it's going to make for a really good playoffs. Because uh, it's right around the corner. Because I feel like once March Madness is over, it's going to be right there playoff time. So, yep. Uh, that's it for tonight. You know, we had to get our college basketball topics in. We told ourselves we were going to – do close to 30 35 minutes, but I think that second topic got people a little bit riled up. Which I understand this, and it's gonna happen next week because the reserves are gonna come out. Let's yep. just hope. Oh, everybody... oh better make yeah. it. Yeah. Better make it. Well, I'm gonna riot, man. I'm rooting for Julius. Yeah, they're all oh man, that would be rough if uh, Julius made it and Zach did. But Zach and Julius, what is guaranteed it. one of them are gonna make it? But I had if I put money on it, they're both gonna make it. Like it's just, yeah. I don't know like, should they be- do it? Because coaches are voting for this, right? And yeah. the Chicago well, Bulls without Zach Levine would be the worst team in the NBA. <laughs> they History. would be the worst History. team in the NBA. Dude, legit. They- They'll be up there with the Charlotte Bobcats team with nine wins, man. Dude, legit. <laughs> this team would be horrendous. The Devin like, Harris Nets. Like our best player would be like Thad Young. Yo, he's yo. Magic Johnson, man. Magic Johnson. <laughs> Dude, he low-key a good passer, man. I love his passing, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Are they doing a rookie sophomore game or whatever, or World USA game this year or no? I don't know. I don't think so. Are. I don't think so. Yeah. It's one game. I'm about to think of like who would make that team, but that's another another topic for another day. Like I said, we're gonna get more college basketball topics in because Marsh Madness is around the corner. We're gonna be talking about the reserves next week. And I also want to make sure you guys follow the podcast on Bullheaded or not Bullheaded on Instagram, Bullheaded Pod underscore uh, Bullheaded underscore Pod. A lot of great content we putting up. Like today, I put up stuff about Carson Wentz. Another topic we might be able to talk about next week. But uh, as usual, for me, for Zoo, for P Bush, we out.